Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani. And good Lord Almighty, folks, across the screen from me tonight is none other than my brother, Nicholas Osen of 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert. And boy, did I have a rollicking weekend in central Iowa just a few short days ago with the man himself. Nick, I truly fell in love with Ames and that beautiful stadium known as Jack Trice. And I am so grateful to have had that experience. But now we roll on to another week in the National Football League with our beloved Chicago Bears in a prime spot to get to 500 on the season. How are you doing tonight, my brother? Yeah, you know, it's crazy to think we've, we haven't done a pod since your trip because it feels like it was just a little bit long ago, kind of based on how busy things have been here and, as you say, Central Iowa this week. But quite honestly, I'm very good about where, what we're going to get into. I'm very excited about that. I will be making my first trip to Austin, Texas. I'll be coming back to our respective home states next week. And I won't be missing any Bears action while doing it. So things are pretty, pretty good, partner. Nick, I'd say they're more than pretty good, especially after tomorrow night when the Bears absolutely stomp the Washington Commanders at Soldier Field. And we've both been doing a great deal of traveling, and you'll be making the big trek down to UT for another Big 12 matchup between our Cyclones and the Quinn Ewers-led Longhorns, and that is going to be an astronomically tough battle for the men in red and gold. So, folks, strap in for another wild episode as we preview a primetime matchup between the Commanders and our beloved Chicago Bears. And as always, folks, Jump All right, Nick. Before we get into prime time commanders versus bears, we certainly have to recognize the remarkable battle and fight that the Bears had on Sunday against divisional rival Minnesota Vikings. The Bears absolutely fought to the bitter end of that football game and showed a great deal to me in terms of what this football team is capable of doing against a team that is likely poised for the playoffs. They were down and out at halftime, likely zero chance of winning the football game, and This Bears offense flipped the switch in the second half and truly fought back and ultimately held a one-point lead in the fourth quarter. The most impressive stat of the day for me on either side of the football and on either team is the Bears scoring 19 unanswered points at one point losing 21-3 in the football game and turn that around to 22-21 in the closing quarter. 
And then that ended up, yeah, 29, 22 final. Yep. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm, you know, I would say with the Bears, typically pretty level-headed between us uh, in life, obviously try to be optimistic. I was not feeling great early. I mean, obviously the, the score reflected that, but it, it almost got to giving up territory. And I think it was, yeah, that huge play from Fields to Mooney that really got things going. Two of our absolute favorites, even, even some jerseys there. And so that was a spark. And I think that Fields is going to get a lot of the talk, and rightfully so, and you know I'm going to hit on it. But I've got to give a lot of credit, honestly, to Matt Eberflus, because this team does not have a lot of talent. We know that, I, you know, at least thoroughly stretched out in terms of depth. And you know how highly I think of the Vikings. And this Bears unit, this roster, not only fought all the way back, but took a lead. And I will go to the grave with this. I firmly believe that if the Vikings don't strip that away from Smith Marset at the end of the game, I think the Bears win that game. I quite honestly think, and we were texting and disagreeing here, I think the Bears score a touchdown, and I think they go for two and win. That's how good I felt about Justin Fields for the last 35 minutes of that game. And, you know, as I said with some of our other friends this week as well, I could not be more excited for a glamorous Thursday night matchup between the Commanders at one and four, I believe, and the Bears at two and three at Soldier. Nick, you said it best in terms of Justin Fields deserving a lot of the attention coming out of the loss against the Vikings. And that attention is positive. And you haven't heard me say positive things about Fields in a long time, but he led an astronomical comeback in that second half to put the Bears in position to win a football game. This loss is not on Justin Fields for the first time possibly this season. This loss is also not on the defense because the defense stifled the Vikings in the second half. Sitting at 21 to 3, I thought, okay, this is really how the Bears are going to play football this season and I am anticipating 8 or 9 losses. But that second half, I had an epiphany and I was able to recognize the fight in this team on both sides of the football. And Justin Fields has that dog in him. He led that Bears offense as best he could and ultimately fell short, but it was not his doing. It was the young wide receiver, Amir. Smith Marset, who I hope never touches a football in his Chicago Bears uniform again. I know Fields had good things to say about him in the postgame presser. Of course, that's his teammate. He's not going to say negative things about him publicly. But I agree with you that the Bears had a great deal of momentum and were going to drive and score a touchdown. I personally believe they would have played for OT. Because why risk losing the game at the goal line? Whereas if you go to OT, it could even end up in a tie, which is 
certainly better than a loss. So I think Iberflus would have played that a bit conservatively along with Luke Getze because there was more football to be played on that field and Smith-Marset gifted the Vikings that win. Now, I know this is, you know, you're playing and I'm, I'm really just the, the co-pilot here along for a ride, but I have a quick question for you because I, I feel we've broken that one down pretty well as we get into the commanders, but just a quick one. And I feel like I know the answer. I know that we both would have preferred to win. Does it make you feel any better? Cause I saw some accounts from some people I actually kind of trust and, and follow on Twitter that the bears kind of got the best of both worlds with seeing a better fields, seeing the fight of the team and helping that draft pick a little bit. Or does that not really help you get past it at all? I will absolutely never care about a draft pick (laughs) during the course of an NFL season. We're sitting with three losses right now. I'm looking to turn that into a 500 record in prime time and propel ourselves in a positive winning direction. I don't really think there are guys to tank for in the upcoming NFL draft. If there are, There might be a handful of quarterbacks or defensive players that we certainly don't need at the time being. So I was certainly encouraged coming out of this loss, but it had nothing to do with draft capital in the future. And I I shouldn't be too surprised. That was a good response. Well worth asking, just for my opinion, because you know I've gotten – crazy into draft stuff the last three years. I agree. I'm a never tank guy, especially in the NFL. And you're right. I couldn't really be higher on some of the quarterbacks next year, but I still think Justin Fields could eventually be an above average pro bowl esque type talent. So yeah, totally agree. I just, I did, you know, kind of enjoy seeing that tweet because you know how, heartbroken I was even for a week five loss to a good team um I, I liked what field said about Smith Marset. I didn't see all of it but I know that he you know had his back and of course I put myself in his position I know the the kid the the player was just excited and trying to make a play with the ball but you have to know time and situation uh but regardless we're on to prime time Nick, before we get on to prime time, you absolutely have to recognize the clock there. It was under two minutes. The Bears had momentum on the Vikings side of the field. And this man, Smith Marset, who does not deserve to wear the number 15 in a Chicago Bears uniform, that should be reserved for B. Marsh. He simply handed off the football to his former team in the Minnesota Vikings. That was inexcusable, and I know you love to see you personally, not the collective you. Justin Fields having the back of his teammate, but if I'm in that locker room, I do not want Smith-Marset playing on any more Sundays moving forward because that is bad energy and very much led to a loss against a very good football team in the Vikings. 
We'll, we'll agree to disagree there a little bit because by all accounts, he's brought it at practice fields rocks with him. But like I said, Thursday night football, here we go. I would have thrown him under the bus immediately, but we are on to prime time on Amazon prime. That's a mind bender, but folks looking into this matchup against the Washington commanders, I have one thing to say about the Bears offense, and that is we need to see a consistent domination from start to finish in this football game. We can't have a tail of two halves like we saw against the Vikings. They either need to set the tone early and keep that momentum rolling in the second half or have a slow burn offensively and pair it with a defensive stifling, which I think will come into play because I do not think highly of Carson Wentz. But basically what I need to see out of the Bears this week is consistency on every level of the offense when it comes to Justin Fields hitting his receivers, one-two punch of David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, and ultimately getting in the end zone early and putting up a comfortable lead. Yeah, I don't think too highly of Wentz anymore either. I feel like his performance is going to go one of two ways after former Bears stand out Ron Rivera's comments, which I'm, I'm sure you've seen. I feel that that team is just going to struggle like crazy. And Rivera likely is his last season, you know, potentially one of his last few games in the nation's capital or once it's just going to go off. But I feel like with how healthy the bears defense is, you know, that place is going to be rocking and, and I'm so excited to take it all in. I really am. I feel like there's too much good to build on from the previous week, you know, for the commanders to find a ton of success. I'm not the level of confidence as you, that you kind of professed to me uh, in our pre-tape that, you know, it's going to be kind of a, a beat down of sorts uh, from the bears. I don't think the bears are that level good. And I think commanders have some nice kind of go-to options on the outside. Obviously Terry McLaurin's up there, but I think we're going to be pretty happy, you know, when the, when the clock hits triple zeros Thursday night, I just feel that this is a classic game that the bears eke out and win. Nick, I don't agree with you in terms of eking out the victory, as you just mentioned, and you talked about it earlier, this Washington commanders team. I don't believe they have an identity. They are sitting at a measly one in four, and there is a great deal of controversy and turmoil with that relationship between Ron Rivera and Carson Wentz. Rivera basically called Wentz out on Monday following their loss to the Tennessee Titans. Albeit a close one, he still managed to disrespect their starting quarterback. And that is not a good sign for a failing football team that both parties are looking to keep their jobs as much as they can. 
and the fan base is looking for someone to blame. And we know that feeling very well. We always look to the quarterback and the head coach of a football team for those. But I will recognize the commanders in the fact that they do have a great deal of weapons. I just don't believe Carson Wentz knows how to connect with them or use them to his advantage. Terry McLaurin is one of the best receivers in this football league. And Brian Robinson is an unbelievable story. And he just came back this past week. Overall, I think they have a decent one-two punch between him and Antonio Gibson. But I think this Bears defense is going to revel in the opportunity to win at home in prime time while debuting those beautiful orange helmets. A couple of things, just because, you know, I mentioned Rivera and then you were talking about kind of blaming coaches and quarterbacks. Quick shout out to, I believe, someone we love and always will love, Lovey Smith, getting his first victory over the weekend as a coach of the Texans. And, you know, we didn't even mention J.D. McKissick, who is a absolute weapon out of the backfield in terms of receptions. So the Bears are going to need a good Roquan Smith game. I know you agree with me there. I think we get it. I forgot about the, the helmets. It's going to be pretty awesome. And I'm not necessarily sure, you know, kind of how good the commander's pass rush has been this year, but I'm just so confident in fields. This isn't just a, you know, Nick and Noah, like Homer take from the bears over the weekend either. I saw some national breakdowns of him showing progress, which, which is just awesome to see. And I believe you can run on the commanders pretty well too. I think Derrick Henry, as you probably know from fantasy, had a nice day against them recently. So I'm really excited to see what the Bears' talented duo at running back and even to see some activity from Fields there, you know, kind of in that aspect. I don't think he has to go crazy with his arm. You know, again, in that 225 to 275 range is good for me. Progress and ideally, of course, a victory at home on national TV, I, I think that'd be a nice little statement before what's essentially a mini buy. Then they head out to Foxborough. Nick, I love how you ended there because I'd like to wrap a bow on that victory on Thursday night and just roll into the weekend enjoying football, knowing that we have a tally in the W column under our belts. and have a few extra days to get prepared for another primetime matchup against the New England Patriots in Foxborough. This is a very pivotal stretch for our beloved Chicago Bears, and I think if we win on Thursday night, there's no reason why we can't go into Foxborough against a struggling Patriots team and stun them on the East Coast. Nick, you have not heard me say positive things about Fields very much this season, but I am all aboard the train for Thursday night, and I'm going to exceed what you've predicted these past few weeks for him. I think it is an offensive domination type of performance for these Bears. Justin Fields is going to throw for two touchdowns, and rush for one, three total touchdowns 
for QB1 in the navy and orange and well over 250 passing yards. That is not even my bold prediction. I'm just feeling great about this team right now. Feeling kind of the the excitement and the good Kool-Aid kind of leveling up throughout this episode. You just must think the Bears are going to roll or you think it's a a stupid over-under if Fields is accounting for essentially 21 just by himself. Uh, I will go with a defensive bold prediction here. And they're supposed to be bold. They don't have to happen. I'm going to say the defense forces three turnovers, all from Carson Wentz, someone I'll admit I used to be incredibly high on. Still don't think he's, you know, this level bad, but that's a different story. I think you'll love this. I think Jackson gets a pick. I think Kyler Gordon makes a play. And then Roquan recovers a fumble. Boy, would it be nice to jumpstart Kyler Gordon and Roquan Smith right now, Nick. I'm all in on that defensive bull prediction. I think mine kind of ties in with yours. If we can punch the ball loose on Carson Wentz, my defensive bold goes toward five sacks on QB one of the Washington commanders. I think they have a horrible pass protection offensive line right now. And one of those sacks will be from Roquan Smith forced fumble and the bears recover offensively. I've talked a great deal about Justin Fields and how he is going to account for 21 points. And that dynamic duo from last year comes together once again. Both of Fields' passing touchdowns go to number 11, the moon man himself. And he continues on the trajectory of 1,000-plus yard season that he eclipsed last year. Yeah, I would love to see that. You know how much I love Mooney. And I believe I saw the over-under is just around 38 or 38 and a half. Even though it's a Thursday night game, I will slightly go above that. Uh, I think the Bears move the ball well, maybe don't punch it in for six every time. I've got like a 23... 17 type score in favor of the Chicago Bears getting to 500. And then I can't wait to see Justin Fields against whoever the Patriots put out there, quarterback that game, obviously led by Bill Belichick. Nick, there's no discounting what is ahead of us in that Monday night football matchup because Bill Belichick can dial up really anything defensively to rattle the cage of Justin Fields and this Bears offense. But if we're looking at Thursday night primetime against the Commanders, I think this game goes well over the projected total and the Bears roll on to victory 27 to a Commanders 19 and the Commanders have three sad field goals in the second half to account for those last nine in this football game. 
I like the sound of that a lot. You know, it kind of a little bit of what I said for the Bears, but basically a bend don't break type defense. You know, I would really like to see just a complete effort for the Bears to lead into a big weekend. Nick, there are three phases of football, and the Bears need to execute on a different level and all three phases to win this football game. I think they get the job done at home and shock the football world with how well they can play in those alternate helmets. So, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. I think we cranked it up a notch toward the back half of this episode. Shout out to Nick for bolstering my positivity. Justin Fields, I have faith in you until the end of time, so long as you win us Super Bowls. Thank you for tuning in, folks. And as always, just stop. Bear down forever.